Welcome to the Contractor Success Map Podcast. I'm your host, Bradley Hart, and I'm an expert on how you can get the most out of your contracting company. The reason I designed this show is to help you turn your contracting company from a people-dependent money pit into a process-dependent cash cow to have the freedom you dreamed of when you start your business. Every Friday, we're releasing podcasts with information to help you get the most out of your contracting company. Be sure to join us at www.contractorsuccessmap.com and subscribe to receive our latest articles and special offers. And the best part, it's all free, just for you. This podcast is episode number 158, and it will be about 10 things hindering you from getting loans for your, your contracting company. Do you feel like the system is rigged to keep you from getting financing for your contracting company? Well, it is. There, I said it, and I stand by it 100%. Now for the good news. In most cases, it's not your fault. The problem is you're using words to paint a picture to show the lender, the banker, the land credit, who it is, how well your construction company is doing. And you're describing all the new and exciting projects you're bidding on. And you expect to get while your financial reports fit to get. And the problem is that your financial reports are telling the banker or lender the exact opposite. You see, I love contractors. I've been a contractor for a long time myself. And I've, I've been around contractors for, um, let's just put it this way, many, many decades. And I love the fact that really good, solid contractors, salt-of-the-air professional contractors, they are wordsmiths. Okay? We're all wordsmiths. We can paint a beautiful picture for our customers and clients on how we can make their living space blossom into this wonderful palace. Um, I'll put it this way. We can do a champagne job on a beer budget. Do a really beautiful job with not a lot of money. That's part of the job as contractors. Well, here's the problem. Prior to the 1960s, contractors and bankers had a personal one-on-one relationship. They got to know you, like you, and trust you. Very important. It made getting a loan fast and easy. You just popped on the banker and you said, "Hey, Bob, the banker, I need X number of dollars for you know to buy a truck or a piece of equipment, or I'm going to buy a building, or whatever the case is." They knew you, they liked you, and they trusted you. You guys would negotiate an interest rate, a payment schedule. They would uh, process the loan papers in a couple of days, or maybe in that same day, and you're in business. Then, all of a sudden, bang. Starting in about the 1960s, lenders started using the RMA more than ever to influence their decisions. So here's the problem. What you don't know about business and the rules of business is 100 times worse than what you do know about doing the work you love to do. And you love doing it so very much. The problem is this, contractors who are unaware of the, I call them the rules of business, that's what causes many contractors to think they can do the following. Number one, work harder, because working harder will solve any problem. 
yeah been there done that got the t-shirt and tattoo doesn't quite work if I can just stay in business long enough I will win number three hey one good job will fix all of my cash flow problems or when the lottery or my ship comes in or I bid on the right horse whatever the case is and the number four um, probably the worst of all is you know what I'll, I'll explain my situation to the bankers suppliers lenders they'll understand I'll just explain my situation I've heard a lot of contractors try out let me explain my situation and right then there folks the bankers suppliers and lenders their ears just closed because they've heard that so many times the problem is that in the end you don't what you don't know can slowly and painfully drag you and your construction company into a deep hole of debt discouragement depression and despair and that'll happen long after you have run out of time money energy friends and relatives to borrow money from but let me give you a little randalism and these randalisms are things that I developed over the last um, many 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 decades um, I'll put it this way and I won't go into a lot of detail but yeah I've I worked at construction sites in the 1960s I hope that would say enough so I just love this business and I probably got in here 20 30 years and I'm gonna retire here's a randalism for you if you know the answers the questions will not bother you that's a randalism let me give you an example of that we all remember back in school okay the benefits grade school middle school high school college university when you're in school and you took a test and guess what you looked at the test you kind of smiled because that was a test and a subject that you knew inside and out backwards and forwards and some of the questions looked kind of funny and dumb but you knew the answers so the questions didn't bother you you just checked off the answers and you were done very quickly uh, turn your paper in walked out the door came back the next day and guess what you got 100% or darn near close to it now there are other classes that maybe you weren't so skilled in and you got those tests and you sat there and you, you sweat and you grunted and you uh, made faces and you thought what the blank is this I have no clue I don't understand this stuff you don't know the answers the questions will bother you and that's just a fact of life and I've got many degrees and guess what I've had classes that I do really well in and I have had classes that no matter how much I study it's a struggle nevertheless let me tell you about the RMA which I mentioned earlier RMA stands for the Risk Management Association and you can go on Google or any search engine and just type in RMA and it'll pull up the results if you want to you do a lot of research on this um, I got several classes in finance so I've kind of went over this thing a bunch of times but I just want to share a, a little brief snippet because this Risk Management Association this RMA is what's affecting all contractors from getting loans I'm gonna give you the answers okay take you for a little uh, brief story in 1914 there was something called the Robert Morris Club RMA and it was formed to help businesses and bankers exchange credit information it was named after Robert Morris who was a signer on the Declaration of Independence 
and was believed to be the primary financier of the Revolutionary War. So it's got some history. So the RMA developed several tools, and among them was a system of ratios. Ooh, percentages. Percentages tell everything. And those ratios are what we use today to study financial statements of all companies and in all industries. So the banking lending industry has enormous databases and artificial intelligence software from places like the RMA, which allows them to separate the good contractor risks from the bad. What it does is it generates a report and a recommendation based on some very complex algorithms, much more complex than any gambling casino, and it has much higher payoff. So what it does, it helps the banker, lender, bonding agent to be able to compare your construction company with all the companies in your geographic area and they can tell a lot. Okay, so one of the keys to getting a banker, lender, or bonding company to consider your construction committee for financing is the way your financial statements are presented. In particular, your construction committee profit and loss and balance sheet. So what happens is you take your P&L balance sheet to the banker, lender, and they fill out the application and they glad hand you a little bit and and uh, tell you all kinds of stuff and uh, blow a little smoke up your skirt, you feel happy and you leave. Then after you leave, the banker, lender, bonding agent logs into their army account. And they fill out an electronic form and that form answers questions about your construction company. And the input specific numbers and specific blanks that are taken directly from your construction company profit and loss and balance sheet. Now, any construction accountant worth his or her salt knows exactly how to set up QuickBooks correctly for this process to take place. However, if a contractor gives their banker, lender, or bonding agent a set of financial reports that do not conform to the RMA requirements, and they're right there on the web, I mean, this is great because the internet. I used to have to look these things up you know, in the 60s, and they were just huge um, books, about twice or three times the size of a New York phone book. They were really thick, almost a foot high. But nowadays, it's all online, so this is what happened. It makes it a whole lot easier. Now, like I just said, if a contractor gives your banker or lending agent financial reports that do not conform to the Army requirements, that banker or lender may or may not try to extrapolate the numbers they need using an Excel or some other program. Um, good luck with that. Because in most cases, they'll be very polite and thank and give you the thank you for applying speech before giving you the quote, we will let you know as soon as we know anything speech. I know this because I've heard many bankers and lenders and bonding agents who are frustrated because they know you're a good client and they know you're a man or woman of integrity that can be trusted to pay back the loan on time and with all the interest. And I talk to a lot of bankers and a lot of lenders and I, I attend quite a number of these, um, their events and I hear it, you know, and, and the bankers and lenders will take me by the, the collar and say, Randall, you got to help us out here. We've got a ton of good contractors. We'd love to give them loans, but they're 
profit and loss and balance sheet is horrid. We can't make any sense out of it. Okay? And I asked the obvious question. I said, why don't you ask them to get somebody to fix it? And they look at me with horror and aghast and say, we never tell the, our clients anything, let alone the contractors. Because if we tell them what they need to do to get a loan, they'll get angry with us. And they'll start arguing. And they may take their business and go elsewhere. So most of them won't tell you what you need to know. Because too many contractors have given them a hard time. And now they have a kind of a, I want to call it a zap management. It's sort of like sticking your finger in a light bulb on purpose and getting zapped. Um, they're not going to tell you. They're going to think it. And they're going to tell me and most other accountants and ask us. And that's part of why over the, over the years with our QuickBooks template, uh, we developed a template that is structured and formatted to generate the profit and loss and balance sheet exactly in the way bankers like to see it. And we keep in contact with bankers and if, as things change, and they do, we know what to do. So we know where retention goes. We know how to set up costs get sold. We understand the utter income, utter expense, and where those go and why. So we make it very easy. They can just type that stuff in the RMA, generate a report, and you'll know, more likely have a better chance of getting a loan. Now what the RMA does in other reports, it shows where your contracting company stands in relation to other contracting companies serving similar geographic and demographic markets. Now that's very important because they actually compare and contrast you with the other markets. And each major category, the sales, cost goods sold, the overhead, the expenses, the other expenses, and income are rated on the scale of the top 25%, the middle 50%, and above 25%. Now in an ideal world, all of the numbers in your profit, loss, and balance sheet fall somewhere in that middle 50%. Whenever a contractor forgets, and I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to other people. Whenever a contractor forgets to declare all of their income or mm, overstate their expenses, it shows up like in here like a red flag. Okay? A lot of contractors, not you of course, but a lot of contractors act like 10-year-old kids. Um, they cover themselves with a blanket and say to the parents, you can't see me. <laughs> it's kind of funny when a 10-year-old kid does it because I have kids, and they did that. And guess what? I could see them. I knew they were in a blanket. So when a contractor does this sort of thing and, and doesn't uh, declare all their income or overstates their expenses, it's sort of like that 10-year-old kid. The banker looks at it, they know. They know right now. And the, the other thing that the bankers do is they'll pull up what's called a Z-score. Now, a Z-score is compiled from a formula that is used for predicting bankruptcy. Listen carefully. There was a gentleman by the name of Edward I. Altman who published it in 1968. If you'd like to see a little information about that, go to my website, www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash, and just put in the letter Z. 
and it'll pull up some information on what a z-score is and get a lot of information there. Now here's the key. The formula can be used to predict the probability, not 100% not accurate, but a pretty good probability whether or not a firm will go into bankruptcy within two years. Now although it is not 100% accurate, it is a very useful tool. It's similar to a tape measure. It's not 100% accurate, but still very useful. And this is one of the reasons why sometimes a contractor with excellent credit can't get a loan or a line of credit, and yet another contractor with worse credit gets financing real easy. The RMA and the Z-score. Now, I'm going to get to the 10 little things hindering you from getting loans for your contracting company, and they can be fixed. And let's not be confused here. I'm not saying put lipstick on a pig and it's going to make it look good. No. I'm going to say that you have a construction company which is, let's let's think of it as a diamond the size of your fist. Now, what needs to happen is we need to have a master craftsperson, a master craftsman, to chip away all the stuff that doesn't belong there and bring out the, the luster and brilliance of that diamond. Okay, so these things won't help you if your business is in a bad way, but this will help you um, if it's in a good way. Now, you should be aware that these 10 things could hinder your chances of getting, the eyes, getting a loan in the eyes of the banker. Because in general, bankers tend to believe that contractors do not understand the rules of business, and therefore, you're a high risk. Now these 10 things you can find them by doing a bit of work in Excel and getting the raw data from your financial statements. Okay. You can also find them, uh, if you want to see kind of a, an easy way to do it, go to our website. It's www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash finance. So that's F-I-N a-N-C-E. And I've got a report there of what we use for our clients that we actually generate this report and it, it's run between, you know, uh, 6 and 20 or 30 pages. But it gives them all the information. They can take that to the banker and they're really happy. Number one, the current ratio. That's a ratio of the accounts receivable to accounts. I'm sorry. That's a ratio of accounts receivable um, to accounts payable of less than one to one. Now, ideally, this ratio uh, should be two to one or even 2.5 to one would be okay. The bill paying history, poor payment records, judgments, liens, bankruptcy, etc., for the firm and other principals on the credit agency reports are a huge red flag. Number three, unpaid taxes. Please, 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 please make certain your payroll taxes, income taxes, sales taxes are paid. And I hate to say this with a passion, but if you have to, yeah, do the unthinkable, use your credit card. Because too often those taxes are unpaid. The interest rate, the annual interest rate can be more than 300% a year by the time you add the penalties and interest. So if you're paying on a credit card, you're paying 24%, which I hate to even think about. 
it's a lot less than the 300 plus percent that the government will charge you and in an ideal world you have a separate bank account where you keep cash reserves in for your taxes number four license issues unlicensed contractors and those with expired licenses are a huge red flag please don't do this that's just that's a knockout factor for the contractors who need bonding I'm not talking the basic uh, performance, uh, the basic bond you get with your license and bond. That's pretty simple. Most people can get that. Um, but contractors who can't get bonded, or if your bonding capacity has been cut, or your current bonding company refuses to renew it, figure out why and get it resolved quickly. Because you contact your bonding agent, by golly, everyone I know, I know a bunch of them across the country, they'll bend over backwards to help you get squared away. And most of the time, it's just it's out of financial statements are um, formatted. So let's go to number six. Guess what? The financial statements. The profit and loss and balance sheet, if it's not current or formatted wrong, or worse yet, you feel the need to explain them. If you have to explain your financial statements, bad news. Okay. Just make sure that all the income is where it belongs, all the banking, all the receivables, all the payables, liabilities, cost of goods sold, expenses, other expenses, other income. Make sure it's all exactly where it belongs. It, it speaks for itself. You see, the profit and loss balance sheet, they speak a language that bankers and finance people understand, and accountants. Um, I can look at a financial statement and it just speaks volumes to me. So, make sure it makes sense. Number seven, job status reports oh my gosh it's really good if you have a list of current jobs you're working on with a breakdown of how much you have in job deposits versus how much you haven't spent that's called an earned value report so in other words you're in competition with the bank by lending your customers and clients money in the form of labor material and subcontractors if you have you're financing them and that's what happens when a contractor does not keep getting draw checks against the work that's been done and has at least a 10% residual. Now, this is totally up to you. I know a lot of contractors who are very successful and they take a lot of pride in the fact that they finance the entire job and they only get a check at the very end when it's done. That's a point of pride for a lot of contractors and I admire that. I also know of dozens of contractors who went bankrupt sold everything at auction and are enjoying the fresh air by spending a lot of time in the great outdoors. I refer to it as camping in the urban environment. That's a nicer way to say homeless. Okay, But you make that decision. If you want to finance your customer, that's your decision. The problem is too often when the job's over, um, there's not enough money to pay you. And it's worse, in my experience, in commercial than residential. And in residential, it's really bad for the projects that are over $50,000 with uh, the so-called credit card millionaires. The people that live in really nice neighborhoods, they're up to debt in their eyeballs. They don't have any cash, but they sure look good. That's a whole discussion for another time. Number eight. Everybody is your customer, which you have no clients. 
Bankers and lenders may ask you to describe the people you work for, and if you start the conversation talking about your customers, that's a, that's a buzzword, customers, they will presume you're one of those contractors stuck in your, I call it, do-gooder phase, where most people in their 20s enter into it, and once you get beat up enough, they grow out of it in their 30s. It happens from doing a lot of work for friends and family who are, quote, on a budget, unquote, and persuade you to work for free or even less. Yes, even the smartest contractors among us have done that. Um, I'll put my hand up. I, I did that when I first started contracting my construction company. They quickly work for friends and family who are on a budget and persuade me to work for free. In some cases, even provided material because they don't have any money. I don't have any money. And so I had material that left over from my job. I just go to the store and get a few things and, and get the little project done. You know, the deck or replace the faucet or, you know, do a little roof repair, this sort of thing. Only to find shortly after I've done the work, oh, guess what? They were able to finance a brand new car or a nice little vacation or do something else. You know, and I kind of stood there and looked at them. I thought, one of us is stupid. It's not you. So... Let's just figure out who it is. The key is to study your job profitability reports. You can find those in QuickBooks. And that will help you determine who your prime client is. And begin to understand the difference between customers and clients. It is found in the 80-20 rule for construction success. And you can find that very easily by going to my website. You've got a lot of information there on this. It's www dot fast easy accounting dot com forward slash eight zero two zero number nine working on jobs outside your area of expertise now let me just talk straight to you because I love contractors I love all contractors you know my, my wife Sherry and I we just love contractors we've been married 42 years and we just absolutely love contractors I've been around construction my entire life and contractors they get hit with what we call in project management the halo effect oh my gosh I am such a great remodel re residential remodeler I'm gonna fool myself into thinking I can be just as easily good at spec home building or worse yet I can take on some commercial tenant improvement projects the halo effect I'm good at one thing, which means I'm good at everything. But let me give you a little hint. The, the skills, the tools, especially contractors and workflows are different for each of these areas. I'll give you a, a quick hint. If you're a residential remodeler, you understand you need to work with people and you work most of the time uh, in, the, in the daytime. You don't do a lot of work at night and you're somewhat courteous and you, you, you have that... Um, kind of a friendly, relation, a friendly relationship with your clients. They like you, you like them. Now, if you're a commercial tenant improvement contractor, forget it. In most commercial tenant improvement projects, there are three phases. The bid phase, the award the contract phase and do the work, and the lawsuit phase. 
Listen, commercial tenant improvement is a brutal, brutal game. And yeah, just think of it as a as a grinder. So there's a certain group of people who are commercial tenant improvement contractors. They're hard as nails. They've been battle hardened over years and they know what to do. And in those situations you have to be able to work overnight. And you better have some really rough tough guys to do it. And those rough tough guys will have all kinds of t-shirts with all kinds of obscene sayings and they'll be dressed in some rather unusual um, attire which looks great around Halloween and who cares if it's the middle of the night on a commercial building nobody's there to see them now you take that same group of people and you put them in someone's house let them do a remodel no you're going to tear it to pieces same as in reverse you take that nice remodel residential remodeler contractors uh, crew and put them on a tenant improvement project and tell them, boys and girls, we got we can't start until 10 o'clock at night. we got to work all night up through 7 o'clock in the morning. And we got to hustle fast. Not going to happen. Number 10, working on jobs outside your geographic area. Windshield time kills profits. The only people who make money on windshield time are your construction workers. Sharp bankers and lenders will ask about this one. Make sure you have job profit reports to show why you're working outside your geographic area. Because your geographic area will depend on the type of contracting work you do. I suggest you consult your construction accountant and your job profit reports to help you determine what makes sense. I know there are some cases where contractors do a specialty type work and so they need to travel extensive areas. On the other hand, there's contractors that just do a really specialized niche and they may they may work within five miles of their house. So it just depends on the kind of work you're doing. Well, I try to share some information that I, I hope will be valuable to you. And I hope this podcast helps you understand that outsourcing your contractors booking services to us is more than just doing the books. Anybody can do that. It's about taking a holistic approach to your entire construction company and helping support you as a contractor and as a person. You see, we understand the good, the bad, and the ugly about owning and operating construction companies because we've had several of them. A few of them, we failed miserably. After that, we uh, learned a whole lot and we made a ton of money. So, believe me when I say, we sincerely care about you and your construction company. That's all I have for now. And if you'd please me the honor of commenting and rating this podcast on whatever medium you're listening to, I'd really appreciate it. Because your feedback is crucial. Tell it like it is. Don't hold back. I have deflectomatic skin. Nothing bothers me. I do want to state for the record, you deserve to be wealthy. Because as a contractor... You bring value to other people's lives. Contracting is very simple and construction is very simple for, for you and I because we've done it for a long, long time. But believe me and I say, there are people in this world who cannot swing a hammer if their life depended on it. Um, and you really do bring value to their lives. 
Well, this is one more example of how fast Easy Accounting is helping construction company owners all across the USA, including Alaska and Hawaii, put more money in the bank to operate and grow your construction company. In my view, after many years in, this, in construction and construction accounting, let me tell you, construction accounting is not rocket science. It's a whole lot harder than that. And a lot more valuable to people like you, so stop messing out. If you'd like to learn what makes construction accounting different from regular accounting, please visit www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash CA. And please feel free to call Sherry at 206-361-3950 or email her S-H-A-R-I-E at fasteasyaccounting.com and schedule your no-charge, one-hour consultation. You see, profitable contractors and construction company owners have no the value of outsourced bookkeeping services and contractor coaching services like ours for a very long time, and now you know about it too. If you're thinking about outsourcing your contractor's bookkeeping services, you're invited to download a guide to find the right contractor bookkeeping service to fit your particular situation. You can find that at www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash HS. And just in case I rattle off Sherry's phone number too fast, let me just tell you again, it's 206-361-3950. Now, I want to caution you, we may, may or may not be a good fit for your contracting company. I certainly hope we are. But I'll tell you flat out, this guide will help you to learn what to look for in outsourced construction accounting. Well, thank you very much, and I hope you understand we really do care about you and all contractors, regardless of whether or not you ever hire our services. Bye for now. Until the next episode here on the Contractor Success Map Podcast, where we remove contractors' unique paperwork frustrations. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on how to turn your contracting company into a process-dependent cash cow. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Contractor Success Map. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star rating and review here on iTunes. And make sure to head over to www.contractorsuccessmap.com contractorsuccessmap.com to subscribe to receive the latest articles and special offers. If you'd like to discuss your business strategy, simply click on the button labeled Strategy Session. And the best part, it's all free, just for you.